0: You didn't let young Ronald loose with a shotgun again. He took it. You know how clumsy... Oh, Richard. my bloody fault. What was you doing down there? My foot! I shot my foot! Stand up, you blubbery sissy! Oh, get up! No son of mine complains. Just because they've got no toes. You want a ruddy bandage on it next? Where is it then? Where? Not your foot. Dinner! But, but, I, 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 I didn't... You blow your foot off and you didn't get dinner! You selfish bastard. (laughs) Who are, who are, it's time for another falling apart at the seams, as it were, VHS tape. Uh, Taken from my aging collection in the loft, Uh, you know, hasn't seen the light of day, Uh, or or indeed the tug of its spools, uh, so to speak. It's a strange, weird thing to say, but uh, the tug of its spools in many, many a year. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Welcome back to the movie mug. This week I've dropped the move, the drop, dropped the mug from the movie mug. This week, Um, probably would do for a couple of weeks actually, because I'm on a little bit of a a little bit of a health kick, a little bit of a diet week. The uh, the calories. They've been catching up on me just recently, um, so uh, you know I'm gonna gonna spend a couple of lean weeks trying to even it out. You know, I I spent eight months a couple of years ago, just two years ago, I spent eight months uh, losing losing five stone in total in weight to uh, to do a to do the Great North Run half marathon in the north of England, and I've no wish to pile that weight back on. I really don't. So uh, uh, in fact, tomorrow I'm going to be dropping to just 600 calories for the day. Uh, or nine apples as well, basically, that's, that's the diet, it's going to be nine apples tomorrow, um, that's all I'll be consuming throughout the entire day, one every 90 minutes uh, from when I wake up, so the first one, probably about eight in the morning, and then every 90 minutes, have a, an apple, and that, that evens that 600 calories, um, it's not an everyday thing, I assure you, it's, uh, uh, but my plan, my plan was to lose nine pounds in four weeks, which kind of gets me back to my fighting weight where I need to be. That's kind of what I've gained, but I don't really need at the moment. So uh, nine pounds. So I've been on restricted calories this week. In fact, well, I've been restricted calories for, or is it Friday today? Six days I've been on restricted calories. So uh, And I've lost four pounds in those, in those six days. And most of that will be water, I know. Um, but you know, by about two weeks, maybe three weeks, hopefully I will lost the nine pounds and I'll be back to where I need to be. So, um, and by the way, this is, this is not dietary advice I'm giving. This is, uh, this is just what works for me. It's uh, yeah, we're all different. Don't try and follow my, uh, my lead by uh, only eating apples for a day once at once a week. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good to look after yourself and, uh, anyway, um, to the film. So, uh, beginning of the nineties, Great Britain, uh, the uh, uh, the the Leviathan that she is, uh, dropped a couple of couple of incredibly low budget. Uh, well, in fact, there were no budget uh, horror comedies on its uh, on its fair populace shall we say um two films in particular that i can that, that I know of one uh, one was well, as far as I know, both of these films were totally independent of one another i'm not aware of them being linked in any way shape or form, but they obviously heavily borrowed from somewhat altogether more successful films of the same nature that had gone before it preceded it like Evil Dead and Bad Taste and Brain Dead and stuff like that you know um which I'm sure were huge influences, huge influences on these films, and you can see it in every, every, every strand of its fibre. Uh, I bought a Vampire Motorcycle was the first one that I'd heard about and seen, and I heard about that during a late night TV show in the, well it would have been the late eighties, probably eighty nine, maybe even nineteen ninety to be fair, called the James Whale Radio Show, which was basically it was a radio program that was also broadcast, simulcast on TV at the same time. So you could listen to it on radio or you could watch it on TV. And that's the kind of thing that Chris Moyles, the UK DJ, kind of does now, uh using the old digital. But back then they did this, you know, on late night I mean, ITV I think it was, or it might have been Channel 4, I can't remember. And um during it it was a bit of a weird thing really because If they were if they were showing it if they were broadcasting it on radio as well as showing it on TV, then you know the film clips, the bits and pieces wouldn't have trans whatever. I'm sure it you know sure it would have worked even while you were watching it. But uh, I used to watch it and it was uh, I say it was really late. It was like half eleven. It started and uh, they could pretty much show anything they want and do anything they want. And they did. They did all sorts of things. I guess it was you know sort of like the um, uh, what's that guy? What's that the shock jock Howard? Howard Stern, you know, of, of UK, you know, in that he would, yeah, he would swear and there'd be naked women on there and blah, blah, blah. And he would show, you know, clips that wouldn't be shown anywhere else on TV, I can assure you, uh, certainly at the time anyway. And he had, he had this clip, of this film coming up called I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle, uh, no budget UK horror comedy. And basically it was a clip of the film where um, Neil Morrissey is the star, who uh, is quite sort of... Reasonably famous in the UK, most people know who he is. Men behaving badly, and he was uh, Bob the Builder. He was the voice of Bob the Builder, which you know I think is pretty universal. But he um, he's basically you know essentially basically taking a shit, uh, <laughs> and uh, he stands up from taking said shit, has a look at said shit that then talks to him. Uh, it, it floats to the surface of the water and and talks to him, and then. Jumps out of the water and into his mouth, um, you know, and then he's trying to tug on it and get it out of his mouth while it's talking to him, and um, he kind of wakes up, realising that he's having a dream with his pillow, or I think it's his duvet, actually, that's stuffed in his mouth, and he's trying to pull it out, and it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting little clip, it's something that you can definitely see on YouTube, but um, it... Once I'd seen it, I mean, you had to, I had to see that film. I had to see it. You know, it's a film that's got to be watched. And, and I did, as soon as I possibly could. I think it came out on video. It, it probably did go to some cinemas, but it wasn't there for very long. But um, it came out on video and was a, it was a kind of a minor hit between it, the people who actually knew what it was. Um, and, yeah, that was, that was the first of these type of no-budget horrors that came out. And it was followed up a couple of years later by the film that I have, that I have just seen, this week's film, which is The Revenge of Billy the Kid. Now I do have that and it's um, uh, I don't actually remember where I first heard about it or first saw it but I think it probably was um, you know one of those films that was trailered on one of those uh, videos that I was renting at the time but, um, and I've got a copy of it nestled very nicely on tape um, number 51 actually it's still got the little numbers on the side of the tape um, and it's, got, uh, it's on the same tape as Do The Right Thing Joe vs The Volcano and My Blue Heaven because that's what's written on the uh, yeah. That's what I was. basically I skipped for all of those though because it was at the end of the tape um, badly copied. I don't, I don't know where, whether I got this off TV or where, I have no idea where I got it from. But it was a, it's a pretty bad rendition. Um, and it's a frankly, frankly, it's an appallingly brilliant horror, no budget horror comedy from 1992 called *The Ranger Billy the Kid*. Um, and the movie can quite easily be summed up by its uh, uh, very, very uh, clever, uh, but also quite disgusting tagline, which is, "Old MacDonald had a farm." And on that farm, he had, had in big letters, a goat. So old MacDonald had a farm, and on that farm, he had a goat. Now, that's literal. Really, that is quite a literal. Um, it's set on an island, uh, not off the coast of Costa Rica, mind. Uh, more likely off the coast of Cornwall or somewhere like that. Somewhere somewhere Devon or very southern uh, England, anyway, due to the accents. But um, there um on the island lives the MacDonald family. The dad, Giles... Uh, who is, is Farmer Giles, which, you know, is 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 quite a famous um, saying in the UK. Um, the mother, Greta, Greta MacDonald, and they're three kids, um, all grown up, they're all adult kids, but they're all called, wait for it, wait for it, Ronald, that's right, they're all called Ronald MacDonald, <laughs> two boys and a girl, however, the girl does implore that she be called Ronnie. Uh, you know, to sort of differentiate the fact, but they're all called Ronald. Um, and there's also Old Granddad McDonald as well. He doesn't last very long, though. He doesn't actually last through the, his first scene in the movie, played by the uh, the scriptwriter. Uh, there's no, he has no dialogue of, than I think he squeaks a little bit. But uh, he basically doesn't last through the first scene of his movie, um, with the exception of Ronnie. This is a really disgusting family, you know the sort of family that, to be fair, you would expect. I would have expected if this were a Monty Python film, which this could have been. This could have been Monty Python's Revenge of Billy the Kid. It really is very, very heavily influenced on not just in characterization, you know, but in dialogue and everything. It's pure Python in in, in most areas. Um, that piece at the beginning of the show that you listened to was one of the brothers, Ray Arnold, accidentally uh, shooting his foot. Um, he yeah, they also shoots his foot off. but He doesn't. He just shoots through his foot Uh, and old Giles McDonald obviously breaks him for not not for not shooting them a rabbit or whatever for dinner you know yeah he shot his foot off okay whatever you know but what you didn't get us a rabbit i mean that's just pure python absolutely 100 percent pure python even when old granddad mcdonald who pops his clogs right at the beginning of the movie sat at the dinner table the the family all look at each other for like a heartbeat for a second you know it's like oh my god you know you think they're in shock that the the head of their family has just passed passed away um only that that's that second suddenly turns into a squabble and a fight over who gets what's left on his plate i mean that is just pure a python even it even echoes the classic bring out your dead scene from holy grail when the two brothers uh take old grandad outside and fling his body on a huge pile of horse shit that's his burial you know that's 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 bring out your dead stuff um anyway the basic premise of the film is that they've got this goat on the farm uh you know an old old ma mcdonald Tells Pa McDonald to take it to the mainland. Um, in her words, to get it seen to as its milk is drying up, and a good seeing to will make a difference. Um, anyway, drunk old farmer Giles—he he, brews his own moonshine. Basically, he's got his own brew uh, liquor that he brews, and uh, God knows what it is. It's probably, f- you know, furniture polish or something. Um, but he can't be asked, and he's—he's he's drunk. And instead, well, I—I I tell you what, I'll play a little clip, and you can guess from the clip what happens. <coughs> Oh, fucking mainland Fucking women fucking goats <laughs> My boy you're a pretty one So <laughs> the goat's now pregnant <laughs> Uh, you know, you don't really see what happens. It's it, it's, it jump cuts from uh, you know what he just says to uh, to them sort of having a cigarette, I guess. But um, the the now pregnant goat gives birth uh, shortly after to a freak half human half goat hybrid. You know that uh, after it's born, you know old farmer Giles is about to kill it, not just for the fact that it's a as a mutant, but to sort of hide his uh, hide his shame a little bit, I guess. Uh, before our heroine, who is that? She's the heroine of the movie. Ronnie steps in, leaps to its rescue, saying that it's cute and wants to keep it as a pet. Well, cute? I'm not too sure about that. You know, it's got this kind of head of a head of a ram and the body of a baby kind of thing to begin with and that's kind of how it grows and develops as well but um she does keep it uh names it billy uh, you can sort of you know you can tell the script writer's got a wild imagination really you know he's uh ronald mcdonald and farmer giles and uh billy the kid Yeah. You know. anyway yeah she raises it more like a dog than anything else she tried to teach it to fetch which kind of has its uh has, has something towards the end of the film you know that's a bit of a bit of a flag post there but um what you basically have is Billy is a bit of a monster, you know, he he is a monster, he's a mutant, and he starts killing off their livestock when he starts to get a bit older. Farmer Giles then takes matters into his own hands, and, uh, well, he thinks he's killed his bastard offspring, um, and he hasn't. You can't keep a good murderous half-breed down, can you? And uh, Billy returns, fully grown up as a kind of six-foot-plus goat with a body of a man, body of a of a, of a, of a strong man, the head of a ram, basically, you know, with his huge horns, and he's out to get revenge on the family in a in a typical no-budget kind of way. Like I said, this is this is appallingly brilliant. Uh, it's it's made on next to nothing. In fact, the producers at one point did actually run out of money. I think mean, they had a budget of, a, if I remember rightly, it was on IMDb, it says 50 grand, um, which wasn't enough. Then they had to go scrounging. They actually took the film what there was to can to try and get uh, more funding for the film. But they couldn't. Ended up getting it from somewhere. Um, only then they only they had half finished film, and then they went back to complete it. You know, with the money that they'd raised. But one of the leads, um, I'm not entirely sure which one, wasn't available to complete it. I mean, I don't really, you know, this, the actors in this don't really. You know, who who are they? They're nobodies. You know what what else were they doing that was more important? I don't really know. Some of them never did much more after this. Um, yeah, a bit of UK TV, but they weren't available to complete the film. So they had to reshoot their scenes as well. So really made for next to nothing, and it shows. In every every strand, but it also makes the film what it is the fact that it didn't have a bud, really a big budget, uh, like I said the actors doesn 't matter who are these people I think mark, mark Michael Balfour is probably the most famous out of all of them, and even then this was his last film, so all of the, the things he'd done before were you know mostly British TV and stuff like that you know, theater those kind of bits and pieces um, to be fair to have this as his song song if he did have a you know a famous career it was a bit of a shame, but you know he, he is good in it he's funny in it um, so it's they're mostly no, but is the writer and the director. It was their debut film. The guys called uh, Jim Groom and Tim Dennison, I think. I think it was Dennison. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and they haven't exactly made a career off of this film. You know, they've uh, they've only actually made one other movie, uh, which was in 2005, something called Room 36, which I watched the trailer of, which kind of looks kind of into a different kind of thing. It looks a bit more like um, sort of film noir. Uh, filmed in black and white But you know um, Again Very, very low budget uh, It's a bit of a shame really Because I could have watched More of these No budget horror movies You know These com- comedies like this Because I think It's a total blast I think they did a really good job with With what they had um, the effects are pretty bad, uh, but what do you want for, for no money? You know, there's a couple of there's a couple of nice little gory scenes. There's the shooting in the foot is well done. You yeah, know, the blood squirts out of a hole. Um, you know, it's clearly pumped through underneath. Him. But it's similar to how Peter Jackson started off. You take the beginning, of bad taste. You know, all those kind of squirts of of, of um, you know sort of really really red blood at the you know the guys' heads and stuff like that. You know, that's how he started out. Look what he's doing now. So um, there's a hook that goes through the mouth later in the film, uh, which I think is well done you know it's a bit of a chainsaw massacre kind of thing there's uh you know there's a few effects shots and stuff like that There's a, but most of it is really really you know sort of uh, you know, uh lips and arseholes uh you know, ch- chicken lips and arseholes kind of uh gore um but the yeah, you know, the creature i guess is the kind of highlight of all the the effects kind of thing but it's it starts off you get the the birth of the creature and it's just a kind of like a sock puppet kind of thing you know <laughs> with a with a with a, a goat's head and a and a baby's body and then it kind of goes as it's growing up and you see it kind of growing up but you don't really see it you you get hints of something but it's more low-angled point of a point of view camera for the uh, for what is essentially a sock puppet um you don't really see it to begin with you know but that's them that's, um, cutting the budget back isn't it um, then it starts to get a bit older and then you, you you do get the very much a sock puppet kind of mentality and it pops up from behind tables and it's got the you know mutant goat head kind of thing but it's still uh, still growing up and then when it is fully grown up and comes back on its murderous rampage it is clearly a bloke in a, in a costume with a ram's head stuck on him you know which um, you know with his big well it it looks a bit like a kind of a uh, a cast out a, a drop out from something like Werewolf in London you know that, that kind of Early eighties kind of makeup, but um, you know, with big horns like a ram, and it's um, yeah. For no budget, you can't really knock it. You know, it it, it it's funny, but it's I think it's meant to be funny, and it, it comes off as uh, as as fun to watch. Um, there's plenty plenty of nods to its influences, highly highly influenced um, by uh, you know sort of like they say the contemporary films. I mean, it's even got an Evil Dead two style you know tulip sequence. You know um, where he's where Ash puts all his stuff together. It's very very similar. You know. But he's using things like road flares and uh, and uh, you know sort of like um, uh, garden implements. There is a chainsaw mind though. He does get a chainsaw out, um, you know, which he uh, 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 which he might use later on or might not. Um, unfortunately, no classic line though. No groovy. No, nothing delivered. That uh, you know that uh, they could have there and they ripped the rest of it. Why not throw in a a, a line? You know that uh, you know just rips off the whole thing. I mean, you know, it, it didn't really matter there is uh there's there's a sex scene uh, to rival the postman always rings twice in my opinion uh horny old farmer giles takes his lady on the kitchen table and there's some uh, there's some quality pillow talk definitely some quality pillow talk in this sex scene well worth watching for this uh, you know involving uh especially the bit where he mentions that she's a bit dry down there and she responds by grabbing a handful of lard from a nearby container and um Well, use your imagination, but uh, yeah, quality, quality sex scene, you know, proper, proper, properly done. Um, (laughs) uh, It's also got quite a a suitably. Um, and pretty unexpected, somewhat downbeat ending as well, which I thought was kind of refreshing, uh, you know, especially for, uh, for, for for Britain at the time, is that it's got a very, very downbeat ending, to be fair. It's, um, look, it's gross, it's dark, it's, it's funny as hell, and if you liked things like Evil Dead, or say, or Bad Taste, or Brain Dead, or if you've seen I bought a vampire motorcycle and didn't see this, this will be right up your alley. Big, big thumbs up from me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a blast, total blast, and a real, real good... F- was movie goodness, uh, no doubt um remake well, no, I, just spoil things, wouldn't it? you know it's down and dirty heritage you know filmmaking uh you know, the no budget is what makes it, in my opinion, you know they, they had to be inventive, you know, they had to be funny to get away with all the other stuff, you know all the other crap you know, um so I say enjoy it for what it is, you know enjoy the 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 low slung uh, uh no budget. Uh, you know, sort of no frills filmmaking that it is. Uh, getting a, a DVD digital version, yep, definitely. Easier said than done, though. I definitely want to get a DVD version of this, but I've had a had a quick look whilst I was watching it, and the cheapest I could find was on Play.com for twenty three quid on DVD. Now, you know, okay, I mean, this film truly has been forgotten. If it's twenty three quid on DVD, you know, bloody hell, I don't intend on with that much cash for it. Certainly not at the moment. So I'll I'll stick with my VHS just for now. Uh, and to be fair, I think the bad tracking and the occasionally jumpy pic. Makes it all the more entertaining, you know. You really are watching a, a throwback. Um, but there you go. 1992, The Revenge of Billy the Kid. So bad, it's bloody bloody good. And that is this week's movie. Lockdown.